Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots Bay Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. And today there's a bit, of, I'm not going to say a lull, there's not a whole lot of depth to the reporting in the Cubs minor league system. So what I'm going to do today is entitle this one, How It All Flows Together. And talk about a specific Major League player who, at one point through this season, was considered an afterthought, washed up, a prospect, lucky, a case of small sample size, and also the Cubs' leading leading home run hitter this year. Yeah, I'm talking about Patrick Wisdom who celebrated his 30th birthday today by hitting two home runs. I'm tired of ageism with prospects. Tired of it. At some point today someone was asking me um who will be a legitimate future starter for the Cubs. I think I mentioned this in another podcast. I say, "Hey, please define the term." If you can define the term, if you can give me, you know, it it should, uh, would that be like 60 starts for the Cubs or 80 starts for the Cubs or 400 innings or, you know, define the term because when someone says something that is vague, I don't know what they're talking about. It's kind of like when somebody says, oh, use your common sense. I don't know what common sense is. I have no idea what common sense is. I'm an idiot. I have absolutely no idea what common sense is. Common means held by all the things in the group. For instance, if you have a closet full of green shirts, every shirt is green. What is common in all those shirts? Very good. They're all green. They're all green, so that makes it all common. Common sense, I have no idea what it means. Is it um, aware of things that are logical or it, n- n- nobody has any of that it, 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 it's common sense it's common sense. Well, what, what is common sense well it doesn't have a definition then don't use the damn term don't use the damn term somebody 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 is too old he's too old okay since patrick wisdom walked into this season as a 29 and a fraction year old player He was old. What does that mean? What did that mean realistically? What was obvious that because of that? Was it obvious that it was going to be impossible for him to lead the team in home runs? No, he just did that. Was it impossible for him to make an impression on a whole bunch of fans? No, 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 no. He already did that. Was it impossible for him to earn a roster spot through the offseason because after all he's old he's like 874 years old he's like flipping methuselah no he's got a roster spot what so so what is it that this old person couldn't do what is it that this since a prospect is old what is it that he cannot do what specifically so you write the things that you, you know like the unwritten rules with baseball Yeah, write them down, write them down. Yeah, 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 exactly. Write down the things that this old prospect can't do. Well, he can't pitch because he's old. Well, 
Um, Tommy Nance was old and he had a real good run, got injured, but, uh, yeah, he, he was old. He pitched, he did fine. These old prospects, possibly the ones on the roster now, possibly the ones in the roster in four years. What is it that makes this guy who's 28, 29, 30 years old, completely not worth considering because he's old? What are the things? Well, he's not going to be able to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris Bryant's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris Bryant's not going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. What is the thing that the old prospect can't do? Frank Schwindel, old prospect. Well, sign him off the DFA wire. Got him off of waivers. He's in AAA right now. Traded the first baseman. Might as well call him up. See if he's any good. No, you don't want to do that. He's old. He's old. He is an old player. He's not 74. He's like 30. 28, 29, 30, whatever he is. Yeah, you guys are yelling at the phone. I hear you. I hear you. What the... What difference does it make what, what age a player is? Re really, what difference does it make what age a player is? In my world, in my world, was um, Jake Marisnik old? Was Jake Marisnik old? I, 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 I don't know. You, 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 you guys are the ones that know who is old and who isn't. You guys are the ones know who's old and who isn't. Is Jake Marisnik old? I, it, it, it has no bearing to me. Guy can be 32. But if he's getting out, bring him in. Especially if he's got cost control into next year. Doesn't matter what his age is. If he's getting people out, bring him in. Look at him. If, he'd be a free, if he's not going to be a free agent next year, then he better uh, be like a, a Matt Duffy. And be willing to, you know, fill in where needed. But uh, this guy's actually useful. What difference does it make what old, what age he is? How, how does it, would it be better if a player was all set to be productive at the major league level and is 22 years old? Yeah, of course it would be. But if a player is 27 years old, he never played in a major league game, he's old, so what? If he can get outs, if he can get hits, if he can make your team better, take advantage of it. Use him, play him. Rafael Ortega, he's all, yeah, he's also going to be on the team next year, probably. Why not have him on the team next year, probably? Be making league minimum, can play center, can play right. Why not have him around? Why not? Because he's old. Who gives a damn how old he is? What difference does it make how old a player is? If you're talking about trying to locate future talent. Future talent, future value. It really doesn't matter how. Patrick Wisdom, I don't know how good he's going to be next year. Is he going to be a 1.7 wins above? going to be 2.3 wins above? Is he going to be 0.8 wins above? I don't know. 
I'm not that smart. But if he's making league minimum, you bring him back in. You pencil him in. It's not one of those artistic pencils that, uh, you know, dr um, drive deep into the paper and can't really be erased. You know, just your normal num number two pencil, right? Uh, Patrick Wisdom, possible third base guy. Don't need to spend uh, five years and $130 million to get a third baseman because, yeah, Patrick Wisdom was going to make $700,000 a year. Seems good. Seems reasonable. Seems fair. But he's old! Who the hell cares? He leads the team in home runs. Shut up. The fun part about baseball is you give a guy a chance and he gets to show what he's got. Sometimes it works out like Patrick Wisdom, like Rafael Ortega, like possibly Michael Hermosillo's going to do, like Frank Schwindel has been doing. And sometimes it ends up being not as successful. Sometimes it ends up being not as successful, and Ryan Meisinger is approaching that point where I might not even have to move him to the right. I'm not going to move him to the right yet, but I'm imagining that in the next eh, three or four days, well, probably, probably by September 1st, probably by September 1st, either or Jonathan Holder or... Dylan Maples will be added to the 40-man, the 26-man roster. And by then, it might be time to, yeah, there's really not a whole lot of need necessarily to keep the Ryan Meisinger experiment going on. A um, whole lot of people struggled in today's game, including Craig Kimbrell, including Keegan Thompson, including Dallas Keuchel. But uh, when you have a resume, when you are considered a longer-term piece, you have more leeway as far as having bad, bad outings, bad games, bad developments. Uh, but my, my singer might be about done. As I look at the names on the pitching center column, my singer, Jewel, probably those two are the easiest to move on from, and possibly bring up someone to replace them. But uh, in a game like today, it was absolutely perfect hitting weather. Absolutely perfect hitting weather. And um, the teams hit. Both teams hit. I don't know how much you really learn from a game like today because you, you get somebody who... Yeah, the, the best the best day for a pitcher today is if you didn't get called in. If you got to sit it out and didn't have to pitch, oh, that's a fantastic day for you. If you had to go in, what, um, Manny Rodriguez had a good day. Rex Brothers retired one batter. Those are the only two guys that really had good days. Everybody else got their uh, brains smashed in. So, yeah. When people talk about, this guy is too old, too old to what? Give me an answer. What is it that a person who is 28 years old and not proven, what is it that he is 100% incapable of doing? Walk us through it. 
Because if it's really insubstantial, oh, well, if he's 28, then he can't, if he's 28 and he hasn't debuted, they can't debut with him when he's 25. So what? Who cares? Can't debut when you're 18 either. So, you know, Patrick Wisdom is helping this team play better. This team is more watchable because Patrick Wisdom's around. He's 30 years old. He's old. Yeah, he's also going to be top five in Rookie of the Year ballot. Does it matter that he's old? He's still, you know, they'll still count the vote. Oh, no, no, no. This would have been a fourth place vote, but he's old, so this counts for ninth place. No. No, it doesn't matter what flipping age is. If he can play, he can play. Some players figured out at 22. Some people play, figured out at 26. Some people figured out at 29. Some guys never figured it out. When you find a guy that's producing, you use him. You use him, you roll with him. Minor leagues, no Tennessee again, because they are not playing the rest of the week. And of the six games, the Cubs affiliate won one of them. And a handful of the games really weren't even all that compelling. They really weren't even that close. But sometimes you get a higher high, a higher high that makes it all worthwhile. And incidentally, I nailed it. It it didn't take a whole lot of, you know, big brain power to figure it out, but I I did kind of figure it out. Um, We're going to start in Iowa where Ben Leeper and... Ryan Lawler have been placed on the injured list. Uh, I'm under the impression that Leaper, at least, will probably be back at some point. He's been around and probably able to pitch, but they didn't want him to pitch. Now with Janeshwi Fargus back and, let's see, they called up Matt Birch. Was it? They called. They called up an infielder, and, they, um, and Jewel, Jake Jewel, returned from Chicago. So uh, they they added those two. So Waller and Leaper were placed on the injured list. Mike Hosschild started three and three and a third innings, six runs, six earned. That's the day. The what you saw in Comiskey Park tonight was what you saw in Iowa. Anything that gets up in the air was gone. The only pitcher that had a realistically good day, Dylan Maples, one scoreless inning. That's it. Um, Ian Miller homered, singled, and walked. Jared Young homered and singled. Greg Dykeman homered and singled. Janeshwi Fargus homered. Iowa loses 11 to 5. Really not a whole lot to say. Um, Bobby Witt Jr. is. <laughs> he's really good. He's really good. Uh, Jose Miguel Gonzalez started for Myrtle Beach and it didn't. It wasn't one of his better outings. Four innings pitched, five earned runs. His game started walk, balk, bunt hit. Stolen base, 
sacrifice fly. I think he got out of the inning without any further damage. But that's you know, he he, just, he was getting into trouble and giving up a run here there the entire night. Porter Hodge out of the bullpen four scoreless innings. Good to hear he um he is a prep arm from a number of years back and I still haven't really gotten around to figuring out how fast his velocity is. But he seems like one of those guys who, um, he probably provides length more than velocity. And the guy who can come in and give you four innings or start a game and go five innings can be very useful. Um, as to whether he matures and adds a tick or two on the velocity, I don't even know what his velocity really is, but he... Four scoreless innings, full season ball today. Cool, wonderful. Ed Howard, two walks, hit by pitch, and that's your hitting star. Uh, four hits total. Myrtle Beach finally loses to the Fireflies. They lose five to nothing. Again, rather uh, um, a bit of a humdrum game. Iowa lost because they couldn't get out. Myrtle Beach lost because they couldn't score. Let's go to Peoria. Anderson Espinoza started for South Bend, and he was fantastic. He was fantastic. In the first three innings, he was, he he was, um, it's almost like on the corner of the, uh, on the, on the outside corner, like there was an eye, except it didn't have the dot. And if he could put the ball on the, where the dot was supposed to be, it would be a strikeout, and he kept putting it there. He was he was dotting the eye on the corner. He was he, my favorite at bat was uh, some unfortunate Peoria Chiefs hitter. Curveball swinging strike. Curveball swinging strike. Curveball swinging strike. I'm not used to hearing that from Cubs pitchers. Um, Anderson Espinosa was fantastic. In the fourth inning, he got a little bit winded, and part of it was he had retired the first two hitters, and there's a routine ground ball to third. Routine ground ball to third should have been grab the ball, throw the first inning over. He's done with four innings. He goes back out for the fifth, trying to compete for the uh, the W, the W. Um, but the ball hit the lip of the grass dirt and hopped over the third baseman's head. And then the next batter walked on four pitches. And then the next batter ripped a double up the gap to score two runs. And Anderson Espinoza was down two to one as he left the game. The first run scored when um, Luis Vazquez, who's been fantastic. He's absolutely been fantastic. It's a complete shame he missed well over half the year with injuries. Um, starts the game off with a single. Swipe second. Kind of gets pick, back picked off a second by the catcher. And then the shortstop threw the ball into the dugout. So Vasquez gets third and home on the play. Um, Vasquez, two hits. Yo, Hendrick Piango, two hits. Um, Alexander Canario, two hits with an RBI. 
the RBI was runners on first and third, two outs. And he like used a fungo bat almost. Just, you know, barely, you know, knocked the heck out of it. Just barely got it over the second baseman's head. Lands the run scores. Um, Jake Slaughter had two hits. Bryce Windham had a two-run homer just after Anderson Espinosa was done. So um, that got Espinosa off the hook. Then the Canario hit made it four to two, and that's how it ended. South Bend won four to two. The bullpen, it, it, it's. <laughs> I was talking before the game started. Three guys I'd really like to get better reads on are Denise Correa, Eduarniel Nunez. And who's the other one? Who's the other one? Who's the other one? Eduardo Nunez and Garrett Jaramillo. Uh, Gabriel Jaramillo. Um, Correa and Eduardo Nunez both came in and pitched today. I didn't really glean a whole lot, but they pitched really well against the Cardinals affiliate. I give extra points to doing well against the Cardinals affiliate. They haven't had that great of a season. I think they're a last place team. But still, kicking their butt was fine. The key story of the day for the entire minor league pipeline, and there really wasn't a whole lot that was really close, Anderson Espinoza. Four innings, two hits, two walks. And the hit, the, the hits and the walk came very late. And the first hit should have been a ground out. And that led to the second walk and the second hit. So four innings, two hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. Two earned runs, 78 pitches. He's, and he came over for Jake Marisnik. Wow. Wow. Um, next year, Anderson Espinosa should be in Tennessee. And if he's throwing 78, 81 pitches, that, that's why he's tossed the last two outings, 78 and 82, 81 pitches. If he's throwing that, he's able to do a full starting pitcher workload, at least as far as um, next year that can be the plan. So he can be sent to Tennessee as a starter. Anderson Espinosa can be sent there as a starter. Bailey Horn can be sent there as a starter. Max Bain can be sent there as a starter. Um... Alexander Vizcaino can be sent to Tennessee as a starter. They can have a whole bunch of guys that I don't know if they'll get it done. I really don't know if they'll get it done. But um, Ryan Jensen, Tennessee is a starter. But they, they'll, they'll all have the makings of if this guy does get it done, he can be dangerous. Um, so yeah, the last two nights, the pitching for South Bend in Peoria was sensational. In Mesa, Luis Devers, who, if you have a really good memory, was on my list of players that are Rule 5 eligible this offseason. Five innings, five hits, four runs, two earned runs, three walks, five strikeouts. If he's up to that much this late in the season now, he can probably be penciled in. Again, number two pencil, easily erased if injuries happen or whatever, he could be a starter in Myrtle Beach next year without without a whole lot of uh, shock or surprise or anything along those lines. 
Heck, have Luis Devers and have Luis Angel Rodriguez and have Porter Hodge. Have all of them in Myrtle Beach as long as everybody's healthy and move up. DJ Hers and um, Daniel Palencia. Move them up to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. It's getting there. It's getting there. It's not there, but it's getting there. Um, Devers pitched fairly well. Denise Baez, uh, three innings pitch, one earned run, not bad. Ezekiel Pagan, two for four, run scored, two RBIs on a home run. Ismael Mena, two for four with a run scored. Ranier Quintero, two RBI double. Mesa loses four to uh, five to four. DSL Blue, Leonel Espinoza, two for three, run scored, two RBIs, two walks. Nice game, nice nice game. Congratulations, Christian Hernandez, one for five, run scored and a double. As of a couple days ago, he hadn't had any doubles yet. All he'd had was uh, two home runs against Cubs pitchers for extra base hits. Nice to see doubles. Nice to see triples. Um, Jerry Torres, two for four with a walk. Starlin LeBron, three scoreless relief innings. Not really a whole lot to talk about there. Lost nine to five. And since the uh, since I warned you, there's only one team that won. The DSL Red also lost nine to seven. However, he, he, here's like a scheduled tweet. Um, Pedro Ramirez, three for five, run scored RBI with a triple. Christian Moray, um, two for five, RBI with a double. Brian Altuve, one for five with a run scored. Samuel Duarte, one for three with two runs scored. Andrews Cruz, two for four, two runs with an RBI. So if you are banking everything on, did we win? Did we win? Did we win? No, we didn't. But the concept of how well Anderson Espinosa pitched pretty much um counters any minor negative stuff that went on. I didn't hear of anybody getting injured. Get, you know, Anderson Espinosa, if he, if he's going to be good enough to be a legit starter at Tampa at um Tennessee next year. Again, you start throwing Max Bain, Anderson Espinosa, Ryan Jensen, Alexander Vizcaino at Tennessee. You, you have enough guys at Tennessee that, hmm, those guys actually sound like they could actually do some damage. That's that's part of the point. The The entire concept of, well, this guy throws 92, 93, takes a little off the sinker. He's got a nice cutter. He's got, that that was that was pitching from 10 15 years ago nowadays it's um can the guy spot the ball just off the corner where it has to be anderson espinosa he was absolutely doing that today and he snap off three curveballs in a row he did that today not every day is going to be peachy keen and sunshine today's pretty darn close to it though Today was a really good day, mainly because Anderson Espinosa rocked. Anderson Espinosa made the day 
And oh, by the way, you know how sometimes you like to loop the back end of something back to the front end of something? Anderson Espinoza, when he finally does make it to the major leagues, if he does, you know what people are going to say about Anderson Espinoza? He's old! He's old! So what? So what? If he gets out, he's useful. Right? Isn't the goal to have people at the major league level who can either get out or hit barrels? Isn't that the goal? If Anderson Espinoza is completely embarrassing good Peoria hitters. He wasn't he wasn't just getting out the guys who were hitting seven, eight, and nine. He was getting out guys at the top. Um, first, second, and third hitters. He snapped off a curveball that the hitter... He, again, it was one, two, and three. Each of the first three hitters didn't pick the ball up well at all. Check swing. They held up. And it wasn't called a strike. So, you know, it, it did him no actual good. But if the hitter's checking his swing, that means there was something there. Um, the pitch looked impressive enough for the batter to at least start to swing. Anderson Espinosa, that was a very impressive outing. And Anderson Espinosa is worth following in his next start. And probably the one after that. Anderson Espinosa, Alexander Vizcaino, Daniel Palencia, DJ Hers. If they're going, if they're pitching, pay attention. Pay attention. And it should be Saturday and Sunday. It should be Hers on Saturday and Daniel Palencia on Sunday. Uh, tune in to the Myrtle Beach Pelicans game because those two guys are worth paying attention to. Thanks for stopping by. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Be nice to others. Have a great weekend.